Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patia, uh, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information and advice. Now, yes, I did survive. Uh, it, was, it was quite touch and go at some times, but I did survive our first interview with Bazza. Um, if you haven't seen it, go back and check it out. You know, if you need to pick me up, if you want something to laugh about, listen to this man's stories. They are absolutely brilliant. All right, so welcome back, buddy. Nice to eat. Now, come on, we promised the second half we we're going to try and keep it together. Okay. All right, so now in the first half, we talked about hotels that you've trashed. We've talked about you staying. Oh. <laughs> I knew he did. He's unbelievable, isn't he? You, you... <laughs> come on, stop it. <laughs> See, how, how can you possibly <laughs> take this seriously? All right, so we talked about... <laughs> how old are you? I had a dodgy curry last night. <laughs> right, can we do this now? <laughs> all right, see, this is, this is Bazaar all over. You know what, when he used to, when he used to be in the go-go bus... <laughs> <laughs> this this was this is your evening, right? Are we are we good? <laughs> All right. So we talked about your history back in the day and standing dressed as a flower pot on stage in front of thousands of people, gate crashing, shaking Stevens butt naked, and you know putting the poor bloke into a into a complete state of shock. Probably killed I mean, his career. I mean, I mean, in terms of like. Things like that. I mean, how did your manager cope? <laughs> he must have had phone call after phone call. I mean, let, let, without naming like specific hotels, what's the what's the biggest trashing you've done in a hotel as a, as a pop group like you were? Oh, we were signed to London Records, and they had bands like the Stones and God knows what over the years of yeah. touring, and they had a contract with this certain hotel chain, and I think it was at '91 tour and um give an example um when we finish the shows and everything i usually go to a club and after that people come back to the hotels so i'd invite probably half the town to come back okay i remember this certain hotel before you carry on how many were you actually allowed to invite none oh <laughs> okay go on so i'll be buses turning up <laughs> okay and there was his hotel in Dudley, near Wolves. And we got back to the hotel. The rest of the band had fucked off the bed. I think 20, 25 of us. So I've sent them all into the um, restaurant area. It was shut down. Run upstairs. I grabbed about eight or ten sheets. So we built this big harem. <laughs> we jumped behind the bar and took out the booze, but we found this big metal ice bucket. Oh, here we go. In the middle of the floor, round by a harem. Gonna have a fire. <laughs> so we've got all this rubbish in there. So we've got this big fire going in the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> we were about 25 of us doing that woo, 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 Indian war dance. <laughs> and, and, and did they have to call the fire brigade? No, they come in with a fire extinguisher. Most of them got thrown out, but then. <laughs> <coughs> I was still awake, so got back to my room. I was just sharing my room with Liam. And you got the phones next to the bed. Oh, I was just 404. Let's see that's room. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Oh. <laughs> Carried on things from there, but after a while, 
the destruction what we caused um, the record company got a letter from this hotel group going on about how they've worked with them for 45 years and have never trouble even with the likes of Keith Moon and the Stones they're all well behaved with us lot they have never seen so much destruction and like mayhem and people turning up in the restaurants in the morning bollock naked smoking joints and old, going back to the hotel in Dudley what done it was when the other lot left they tried to break in and nick the manager's car his steering wheel gone um, <laughs> all right well we'll leave that I'll there I'll tell you about this one in Glasgow though that tour we've been having water fights right we already got thrown out of a couple of hotels and as we booked into another one just outside Glasgow our tour manager, McQuaid, Terry McQuaid, he seen me come running along with the actual fire hose. <laughs> he's trying to shut the door, but as he shut the door, the hose has got stuck in it. And it's gone off full blast. What, about five <laughs> minutes? The hotel manager's come walking up the stairs. He said, I've got water coming through my ceiling to my reception. <laughs> His room was on the first floor. As I walked downstairs, his room was above the reception. I thought I could only be a little bit of dripping water. It was something like a 40 towels. It was <laughs> fucking pissing through. Oh, All no. I could do was fall about laughing. <laughs> so when you finally parted company with your manager, was he OK about that? No, he ended up getting sectioned, sectioned um, a few years later. He lived about five minutes walk from the old Ivy Stadium. He was seen outside the ticket office, five o'clock in the morning, bollock naked. See, you had an effect on me with all this taking your clothes off. Like, clearly, it had an effect yeah, on yeah, him. Yeah, it's ruined him for life. <laughs> I think he's in Rampton now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's, let's move now to the modern day and keep yeah. your clothes on. Um, so, obviously, you've come from such an incredible and very lively uh, Young, young time of your life yeah. to now a slightly less lively young time in your life. Yeah. I mean, when you came to Potomac, where, what, what did you do? What was your first place you worked in? Because you've been in so many bars here. Where was the first place you worked in? It was Dream Club Agogo, Soy Diamond, which used to be the old Carousel Bar, where they had the old uh, moving stage yeah, yeah. inside. Um, and that was for a mate, what I called in a favour. That was two years at last, before... We come in one night, I opened up the Jack and Jill to get the float out. There was 11 Bart in there. So I rang up the owner and said, look, James, there's 11 Bart in the Jack and Jill. Well, it's up to me to do it. I said, well, you owe us six, six, six to seven weeks salaries as well. He said, I'll be in later to pay your staff. So cut past 11, nothing, nothing. So we shut down the club. I rang him up, I said, James, all the staff's coming round um, my house tomorrow, meeting five o'clock. He said, I've chained the club up, no one's getting any money, and just fucked off. Wow. So from there, um, we had the two mama sums, Tong and Notto, and a shitload of girls, and we were going round to a few of the clubs, saying, this is the herd. You want us or not? And in the end, Sammy from Wildcats took us on. He took the whole team on. Was that the Wildcats was upstairs? No, oh, I see, saw a BJ, which has now been knocked down and it's part of pin-up. You oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, has yeah. it been knocked down or did they take the building? Well, we was there. 
Oh, D Club and Wildcats were the two, weren't they? D Club was the one upstairs. Yeah, that yeah, was D Club. Yeah, yeah, the old Tiger bar, that's wasn't it? it? Yeah. Tiger. And uh, um, from there, I think I was there for three years. And I got a little bit pissed off with the owner. He was off his nut. They'd call you in to the toilet. It <laughs> smells in it. Yeah, it's a fucking toilet. People coming in and have a dump. Of course it's going to smell. <laughs> It'd drive you mental. And then <clears throat> I met a guy, Jürgen, Austrian, who just took over the old Viper bar down at Pratamac. Yeah. And I was getting fed up there. He said, do you want to come over? Oh, I thought I'd give it a go. Two months. He had no licence, no nothing. The place got raided, got a five-year closure, and I sort of slipped out. Yeah, right, yeah. And by then, um, I had four offers of other jobs, and one of them was Misty's. Yeah. And the only reason I took that was, like, was the money and guaranteed work permit. The first night I walked through those doors, I thought, fuck me, what have I done here? I sat down and um, let's just say some of the, well, not some of them, about 80% of the ladies in there, we look better than them. <laughs> okay. Scared the life out of me. And Tim, he'd been there for 16 years, he, he was slowly moving on and I had to sort of sit there for four weeks before he left, see how he worked and he told me what to do it this system and that system and um when he went i just fucking threw it out the window <laughs> and don't my way because it just yeah. weren't working and um took me a while to stamp my own feet on it because i was told he's been there for eight years she's been there mama's arms are thing and i knew what was going on straight away because if you're going to become a manager on a go-go you've got to sit and look and learn it every little manoeuvre they're going to pull. Mm. And you've got to be on top of them 24-7 because they're rinchy. But you created mm. such a fantastic club. I mean, Misty's, I've got yeah. to be honest, mm. and I'm not just mm. saying it because I'm sat with you. I mean, I'd done the photography in there for years. Mm. I used to love it. You know, when I when it was that, when my gig was with you and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm, tomorrow night I'm at Misty's, it was just brilliant. The girls were so fun. They were never, oh, no, 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 you know, you had a brilliant rapport with all the girls, you know, it was just yeah. such a pleasure. I wanted to bring my own character out into the staff, and after a while, they said, you're fucking mad. I said, I know, but so are you now. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. Um, a little bit off-key sometimes. My favourite thing was putting on the shows and all the decor and everything. Yeah. And I had a, um, a little eye for some of the girls, like, not giving it all that, so I bought those Nerf guns. <laughs> the first one I bought the first night, I thought I'd give it a go, bang, took mods eye out nearly, I thought well, that's too powerful. So what do you do that for? I said, because you're not dancing. <laughs> you just shot her? <laughs> yeah, bang, right in the eye, first shot, I thought, oh God, here we go. <laughs> Second I bought, weren't powerful enough. So then I bought these um, multi-revolving ones. <laughs> And then it really kicked off. I had about 15 of these Nerf guns. And all of a sudden, the girls would grab hold of them. Customers were, it was like, like the OK Corral. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Oh, sorry, I'll get you another drink for that. Uh, any uh, of you guys watching, uh, if you remember uh, these days, uh, and you, in fact, if you were one of them that he got shot, drop a comment below. Have you been shot by one of these girls in, in Misty's? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and one of these online shopping sites. 
I'm looking at my day, you can actually buy what it's called movie money. Oh, right, Copy yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. $10,000 in the $100 bills for 79 baht. Oh, wow. So I ordered about 4 million baht's worth. <laughs> and uh, my mates come out with Sears, and I've called the mama, so I said, Tom, Tom, come here. Get on the microphone. My mate, he's a multi-millionaire. He's going to throw about 3 million baht in 100 bills down from the ceiling. He said, get the staff, the girls, get everyone. <laughs> he's gone up there, and they were going garrity. Throwing all these snide $100 bills down there, pulling each other's hairs, and they're almost killing each other to get it. And all the girls having photos done. I've got a smudge with one of them later, and... Um, I couldn't stop laughing. And the only person I told in there was Big, the captain. Yeah. I said, Big, don't make the grab for those money because they're snide. Look, it's got on a little corner bit. Bank of China. <laughs> How uh, did you deal with that? They must have gone mental at you when they realised. Oh, they're used to it. There's a lot worse what's going on. I remember you like when you used to dress them up in their jungle outfits and all those things that you got up to. It was just yeah. hilarious. I remember walking into the jungle one. And I looked around with the cameras, I'm thinking, oh no, like, what, <laughs> what are we doing tonight? You know, <laughs> I mean, you've, you've obviously been in this industry for a long, long time. Mm. Never thought about having your own gaff? Yeah, if I had the money to. Mm. Yeah, if I had the money to, but this has been a big kick in the bollocks, is COVID. Mm. So I ain't nothing for a year now, so what savings I did have, I slowly dwindling, but me and a few pals were about to buy Misty's when COVID kicked in and my mate right. said, fuck that, I ain't, I ain't buying that while this is on. Mm. We didn't have a clue how much um, it was going to go along for and it's got turned into a year. Now, as far as I know, um, through Andy, Misty's has a possibility of opening okay. with um, investors. It's a great place to invest. If anyone wants to come in and invest in the place, then the place will carry on. But wasn't there going to be an Indian guy take on the top of the, the floor above? I've lost count how many people wanted to take that top floor mm. on. Yeah, I remember. I remember last time when we, we, were we we've had. Oh, that's right. A geezer, some Bollywood. Yeah, that's it. Thing. Yeah, I remember that. You've had him. Oh, I've lost count how many people Andy's brought in to do this and do that. I mean, where where the club's shut now? I mean, have you still kept in touch with the girls? Yeah, they're always ringing me up, saying that Baz, when you're opening, where you're opening, don't matter where you do or what you're doing, we're following you. So, mm. um, and wasn't Tong? I remember Tong. Was Tong? Tong was the lady boy, wasn't she? Was that? No, Tong? it's Not O. Oh, that's Not O, isn't it? Yeah. Not O and Tong, they worked for me at very first place, going back in you know, 13 at um, Dream Club. Mm. Then they came to Wildcats and Misty's yeah. and um, great team, great team. Um, the girls are great. They used to. Everything, like from having snakes and frogs dropped on my dancing and chickens and and, <laughs> and the worst of it, what I make has killed them all. Knocked them. And the thing is, you're not joking either. You know, yeah. they really, you really used to do terrify them, didn't you? <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm, I'm still friends with quite a few of the girls yeah. there where we did the photos and they'd say, "Oh, can you send my photos?" And and there's, you know, a few of them now are living abroad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they used to say, oh, he's crazy. I said, I know. <laughs> I used to like them. If the girls would do a cut, and I'm saying, oh, look, so-and-so's got to have a cut, 100 bar, I'd call them over. Do you have a choice? 100 bar cut from the mum or some, or you drink one of my cocktails. <laughs> choice is your, oh, I'll have a cocktail. <laughs> Worst mistake, a big bucket like that used to come out with everything in it. 
wish I took 100 bar cut now. Did the girls ever get one back on you? Did they ever like trick you out? Oh, loads of times. Loads What's of times. What's the worst thing they've done to you? And please keep it as clean as you possibly can. It wasn't really that bad, but it was fucking freezing. Um, <laughs> the last song Grammy was open, they got a little rubber ring on the stage and everything, and it was just constant freezing cold water, bucket upon bucket, not just a little bit, actual. That, um, we had the MR, is it, what's that resting called? MRA or something? The resting? Yeah, there's a, um, the Octagon thing, the stage. Is it MRA boxing or martial arts thing? Where? Well, we built a stage in the club. MMA? That's your MMA, fucking MRA. That's an injection <laughs> jab in it. Yeah. I think you got MRSA or whatever it is. That's a cow's disease, isn't it, or something? <laughs> it was a quiet night. <clears throat> well, the last year was quite quiet in there. So keep the girls occupied, because all of a sudden we built a um, MMA thing. And having the girls having little tear-ups, and all of a sudden, like, they've got me and beat the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did deserve it, let's be honest. Probably, yeah, a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. um, the cashier... I used to leave her a bag up in the safe each night. I used to give it to her, and she hates anything, so we put a couple of rats in the bag. <laughs> so when she's gone down, I open up the bag to get the cash out, these rats have jumped up at her. You are out of order. Yeah. <laughs> you really are out of order. I mean... And, oh, <laughs> go on, go on. A mean little Bill, little tomboy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Up in the office one day, making some jellies. We won't say what was in them, but... The, Tong the mum and she sees food, she'll eat it no matter what. She's come up, oh, they look nice. She said, two, no more. She grabbed one more. I said, I couldn't keep a straight face. But as she slipped out of the office, she's grabbed a tray of them. Oh. 40 minutes later, come downstairs. She's running about like a loony. <laughs> Security are just like, mm. <laughs> I should give it to them as well. Three of the girls had to fuck off home. Say <laughs> <laughs> no more. Oh no. I mean, I mean, in terms of like the the bar scene, obviously it's a great environment, especially yeah. you know you're home from home, really, aren't you? It's just, yeah, you've it, got to it, enjoy entertaining people, and you've got to enjoy your job. A question I mm. get asked a lot, and and I'd like to ask you this question because it's quite a serious question, mm. but it is. A, what's it really like to run a bar? What's it really like to run a go? Because everyone sees your side of it, as in like you're surrounded by beautiful girls, etc, etc, but what's it really like? A fucking nightmare. <laughs> For what reason? What's the biggest thing you hate most about running in a go-go bar? It's trying to keep the peace with the girls. Once I have a little tear up with each other and you've got two good girls that work for you, you can't keep a steady ship all the time because not everyone's going to get on with everyone. Mm. But I found a knack of, of sort of pacifying a few of them and that was the hardest thing. It's keeping everybody on board all the same, no special favours for them or that, or swings and roundabouts. Mm. Okay. Like you, you had to be a little bit soft sometimes, but not too soft, so they would take the piss out of you. If they took the piss out of you, then there was only one way from a go. I remember the girl, when I first started Misty's about, about 18 months into it, she was the best money earner, but she thought she was a dog's bollocks. And um, 
a little altercation one night and I said to her, fuck it. You can come in tomorrow and get your salary. Something I said, oh bollocks, you can go now. And because if you hadn't if you bowed down to her, the mm. other would be saying, Oh look, scared of her. So yeah. you have to be firm. But fair. But fair. But sometimes you've just got to kick them straight in the yeah, arse and get them out, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the hardest thing I'd say. And um but I would say eighty percent of running a go go bar is behind the scenes because with me, I would be doing a whole lot mm. from the uniforms to the design of the clubs, what themes to have, um, you name it a lot. And having a little meeting once a week with some of the girls and then the mamas and the full staff every two weeks and putting some ideas down. was what I found, which is a big problem, I might have a great idea and no matter how shit it is, the mums, sums and the girls, that's great, that's a good idea. Until you come and it's a time to produce these uniforms or something, and I don't know, good, well, why didn't you tell me that from yeah, the beginning? Yeah. So I found one of the girls, Gal, had been there for years, so if I had anything, what I thought was a good idea, I said to her, look, Gal, if my idea is shit and it's a waste of time, just tell me. I said, because I need to know, because most of the times they would agree with you no mm. matter what. So it took me a time to adjust to their ways, but um, it's getting to understand and tell you that if it's a shit idea, it's no good to tell you, because years went by and um, I learned from that. And another thing I've learned, what was a, <clears throat> a big thing, some of the girls were coming and asked for a job, and they'd be fully clothed. Oh, they don't look too bad until they come down in bikini. You think, oh, what the fuck have I done here? Who told you to bring your grandma in for a job? <laughs> Get her out. <laughs> and sometimes you just got to be honest with the girls. Well, I had them come up in the office and I say, the first thing I want to say, can you show me your derby? Because I don't want to see some fat bird with train tracks down her. She's got a nice flat stomach, which is okay. But sometimes I have to be honest with them. I say to them, look, do you really want a job in here? Look at the size of you. You're fat and you're ugly. <laughs> it's not fair to you. Sometimes you've got to be honest. He and said that, not me. Yeah, I'm not being straight. Yeah. Because I don't want the girl to feel like, oh, look at her, look, she had tits and mine are hitting the floor and this <laughs> lot. And... Mine hit the floor, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll sweep the floor and be bollocks. <laughs> I mean, I'm good you, at asswork, <laughs> polishing floors. <laughs> I mean, if you weren't in the in, in the bar game, what would you do? What here? Yeah, you, if you if, if like if, if let's just say that, for instance, let's just say that all the go-go bars, all the bars shut. Yeah. And they were never going to reopen here. What would you do? That's a good one. I'll open up a gay club. Open up a gay club. Yeah. You mentioned that none of the girls and clubs are here. Yeah, that's true, right? Why, why a gay club? Be a smother. <laughs> We're going to move on from this one. <laughs> We're not going down that road for sure. All right, so I want to just wrap up because it's been brilliant as, as it is. I mean, it's been fantastic. I just want to ask you, and I ask everybody the same question, and it's a, it's a good question because I think it's important we all understand how all of us feel. You're right in the heart of this. You're right in the heat of all the agogo bars, the nightlife, walking street speculation. It's going to shut, it's going to open, blah, blah, blah. All this thing that's being thrown around. 
What do you honestly think the future of the nightlife scene is here in Patea? Will it bounce back? Will it be calmed down? What do you think? It will bounce back, but I think it will bounce back in a good way because in my eyes there's too many bars and clubs here. If we could lose 50% of them, okay, it's not good for a lot of people, but if we could lose 50% of them, what would be left? There'd be a shitload of girls in the clubs and the bars and most clubs and bars would be full then. Mm. It seems like there, there's too many bars and clubs for the um, volume of traffic here. Mm. It has got crazier at the moment um, with bars, but I think if there was a lot less bars, and this might have done everyone a favour, I think the biggest favour it would have done is, is the resetting of the girls' salaries. Right. That's a big pain in the arse. That was just before we closed down, there was a few of the clubs down Walton Street, all had meetings and decided well, well, we'll do this set salary and blah, blah, blah. And hopefully that same sort of strategy could carry on when we get back to normal. I got you. Uh, um, it'll always be a patio in what form or another, maybe um, a lot less bars and clubs. But I think that'd be a better. Oh, better that's a fair enough. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. All right, well, there you go. You've yeah. heard it from the man himself. Baz, I want to say thank you, mate. It's been brilliant. Uh, yeah. It's been absolutely brilliant. And I hope that, you know, in a few more months' time, we'll come back and we'll, we'll have another crack, mate, because I know that yeah. you guys watching this will no doubt love what Baz has been telling you. And he's got a million and one stories. We've only heard a top of the top a little scratch of the ice in here. We really have yeah. got so much to go. We've got the portrait to hear about as well. All right, well, we'll leave that definitely <laughs> for the next one. All right, guys, so that's it from us here today on Buzzing Patty on the Coffee Chat Show. Thank you very much for watching. Please remember, hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when we bring out another video. And once again, Baz, thank you oh, so pleasure, much. Trev. Thank you much. Pleasure. Guys, please drop a comment below. <laughs> Let us know what you thought of our man Baz. And when he is out there and he is in the bars and doing his thing, I'll be sure to let everybody know and go in and say hello to this man. He's an absolute legend. He's been a friend of mine for many years and he's a top, top guy. All right, that's it from us, guys. Thanks very much for watching. Please, wherever you are in the world, stay safe. Ciao. <laughs>